and welcome to this week's Dirty Tackle, your viciously light-hearted take on the world of football. And this week, the show comes to you from an empty press box at the mighty Wembley Stadium. We were invited to help make up the numbers and cover the Carling Cup final, as most of the press have headed for the Premier League game at Villa Park. Rearranged to coincide with the Cup final, Aston Villa hosted Stoke, with the promise of a competitive match featuring first-choice players. Here at Wembley, the final pitted a weakened Tottenham against Manchester United's reserves, playing for a place in the UEFA Second String Cup. But due to United's league form, their French team won't be forced to endure the hindrance of UEFA's backup European competition. The burden will instead fall on the unlucky 6th place Premier League club. Regulars such as Rooney, Vidic and Berbatov made way for United's rookies, providing the likes of Darren Gibson with a glimpse of silverware before his inevitable transfer to a mid-table Premier Club. Knowing places were up for grabs in the matchday 16, Manchester-born fullback Richard Eckersley da Silva resorted to desperate measures to ensure his spot in the squad. Preparations weren't ideal for Tottenham, rocked on the eve of the final after Roman Pavlyuchenko admitted his desire to play for Manchester United. And strike partner Robbie Keane confessed he would love to sit on the Old Trafford bench. Jermaine Defoe also declared his ambition to join United. But for only six months, then rejoining Tottenham as long as Harry Redknapp was still in charge. Jealousy further overwhelmed the unsettled Spurs strike force after discovering fellow forward Fraser Campbell actually plays for United. Eventually, Ferguson's boys to men triumphed after a 120-minute stalemate led to penalties. The win secured a unique double for the Reds, adding the League Cup to the World Club Cup in their Trophies We Didn't Really Want to Win cabinet. The eight Premier League fixtures were untraditionally spread right across the weekend. In Saturday's too early kickoff, relegation hopefuls West Brom stayed on course for the drop as they slumped to a 2-0 defeat at Everton. Startled barn owl Tony Mowbray admitted he didn't watch much of the day, whatever the result, as he prefers to spend Saturday nights hunting dormice and having a hoot with friends. At the Riverside, Rafa Benitez attempted to ambush Middlesbrough with a series of wacky tactical ploys. Bizarrely, Benitez's decision to play left-sided Skirtle at right-back and then to gradually sub off his most committed players completely backfired. As Liverpool missed a host of chances, fans were left thinking, who the cop is Alzar? It's a rare situation where David Ngog would have been the big-name striker. Goal-shy Burrow somehow ran out 2-0 winners, fending off a Stuart Downing transfer request for another week. In a surprising turn of events, Arsenal registered another 0-0 home draw against Fulham. The lowest scoring away team in the league secured the draw after the impotent Gunners again fired blanks at home. Manager Arsene Wenger has called on the club's supporters to show patience and get behind his young guns. After being spoilt with the quality of possession passing on display, it's greedy of fans to expect the team to try and score a goal as well. Some light was shed on why Arsenal can't score at the Emirates after suspicions emerge that prior to every home tie, hobgoblins scurry into the ground and devour parts of the goalposts, making them smaller. Nocturnal prowler Arsene Wenger replied, I didn't see it. 
As a gaggle of pigs flew over Stamford Bridge, haphazard defender Titus Bramble conjured up a heroic performance, winning man of the match despite his Wigan side falling to a last-minute goal in a 2-1 loss at Chelsea. The new Chelsea boss is already making his mark on the team, as Wigan were forced to play Gooseberry for most of the match, with the inspired Lampard coming close to a brace after nearly hidinking the onrushing keeper. After Academy graduate Michael Mancien was adjudged to have been impeded on Wigan's equaliser, Royal Siberian hamster Roman Abramovich was visibly outraged. What was a youth team player doing on the pitch? He chirruped. Couldn't we have bought someone to play in that position? Chief Executive Peter Kenyon is expected to receive his P45 in the morning. Portsmouth, who are due to play cup finalist Tottenham, are spared the nautical puns this week, safely harboured at Fratton Port until next week's round of games. So, with that in mind, we begin Sunday's Premier League overspill at the KC Stadium, where the thick fog of relegation is starting to descend on Hull's docks. Newly moored in the top flight, Hull's bow has begun to buckle, leaking goals like a sinking ship. Blackburn with the latest iceberg to ravage the Tigers' back line, scoring two goals in as many minutes to secure a 2-1 victory. At the Reebok, a hotchpotch Newcastle lined up against Sam Allardyce's Bolton, currently managed by Gary Megson. Oberfamey Martins lasted 80 minutes for the visitors in his first game back from a three-month injury layoff. Mark Viduka came on to relieve the panting Nigerian, prompting the Geordie faithful to chant, You do know what you're doing. <sighs> Despite a frantic finish, Wanderers held on for a 1-0 win. A club with slightly less reactionary fans, West Ham gave Craig Bellamy the reception he deserved on his return to Upton Park. The mischievous sprite was booed off as the Hammers walked out 1-0 winners against Mark Hughes' floundering fantasy football team. Martin O'Neill's decision to rest key players midweek almost paid off, as Aston Villa followed up their dismal UEFA Cup exit by surrendering a two-goal lead at home against struggling Stoke City. Cross of the day was awarded to Ryan Shawcross, who nodded home at James Beattie Centre. Villa boss O'Neill hopes to appease fans who spent big to watch his weakened team crash out of Europe by inviting 300 of them to the club for dinner. Unfortunately, though, due to the event falling in between two far more important dinners, the fans will only be served second-rate food. After UEFA decided to implement our improvements from last week, making the UEFA Cup far more interesting than the overrated Champions League, we decided to give ourselves a week off improving the game. Well, at least until the FIFA law case about us stealing their ideas has been concluded anyway. We can, however, whet your appetite for next week by revealing we are working on a new 6 plus 5 rule to reduce foreign players in domestic football. Amazingly, after last week's European conference, UEFA decided to take our ideas on to improve the UEFA Cup by rewarding the losers and the British teams duly obliged, fielding their reserves and going out with a whimper, with Man City the only team unfortunate enough to advance. 
Aston Villa, who began their UEFA Cup campaign some seven months ago in pre-season, surrendered their European place in order to concentrate on qualifying for next season's UEFA Cup competition. That is unless the Villa can outlast Arsenal for fourth place, in which case Arsene Wenger will be pleased to take part in another trophy where he can field his under-18s team. As usual, Dirty Tackle brings you the latest in third-hand news and rumours. Often when BBC Online reprints stories from the papers, the facts can get confused. So here's what got lost in translation this week. Crocs Newcastle manager Joe Kinnear, recovering from heart bypass surgery, is still trying to run the team from his sickbed. Magpie's managing director, Derek Lambias, commented... It's an unwelcome obstruction to our preparations, but we carry on regardless. The only real problem is getting a full poster onto the team bus. Middlesbrough's Stuart Downing could be heading to Juventus as a replacement for retiring midfielder Pavel Nedved after the old lady received an anonymous tip-off about the England winger. On discovering Juve was scouting Downing, Real Madrid hombre Juan de Ramos broke into a cold sweat Paranoid that the Italian giants were also set to sabotage his ambitious move for understudy, Adam Johnson. However, borough boss Gareth Southgate remains defiant at the Riverside, with debutant Josh Walker signing a new long-term deal, as the club looked to stave off any potential interest from reserve team groupie Ramos. Goose Hiddink is moving closer to becoming permanent boss at Chelsea, with Blues owner Roman Abramovich looking to install Dick Advocar as the new Russia manager. However, technicians warn the process may take some time to complete, as old-school manager Advocar is only available on floppy disk. Liverpool manager Rafa Benitez is plotting a move for striker Diogo Luis Santo, and is ready to offer Olympiacos £12 million for the 21-year-old, say the people. The Brazilian is already being compared to Sean Dundee, Andre Voronin, and a host of other great Liverpool nearly men. Olympiacos officials say they look forward to re-signing a cut-price Diogo in next year's January transfer window. Hypocritical Hibs boss Mixu Patalainen has blasted his struggling side for their poor performances. The Finnish manager hit out at players, saying they cannot even pass the ball 10 yards straight. Fortunately for his trembling squad, when Patalainen hit out at them, they were over 10 yards away and at an angle, so remained unscathed. The News of the World reported that Newcastle are planning a move for former Celtic striker Henrik Larsson, who is currently a free agent. Although competition is expected for the 39-year-old from AC Milan. Also on Tyneside, the Magpies are set to offer manager Joe Kinnear a new two-year deal at St James's Park. <laughs> I predict, you predict, we all predict together. Here's what football journalists will be scribbling about next week. Portugal's Olympic Committee will again attempt to persuade Cristiano Ronaldo to represent his country at the 2012 London Olympics following another booking for simulation in the Carling Cup final. Portugal have a poor record in the freestyle high dive event and are desperate for fresh faces and new ideas. Juan de Ramos will abandon his cushy post at Real Madrid to take charge at struggling Newcastle 
as it means prime transfer target Adam Johnson will be able to commute. And finally, we predict Man United to propose that FIFA and UEFA sanction more tournaments for them to participate in next season, in their aim to achieve an unprecedented hextuple. As our hit rate for predictions has been pretty darn spectacular recently, we're calling on Dirty Tackle listeners to suggest any event for us to predict. And we'll answer the best ones in next week's show. So you can send us anything you'd like us to predict, football-based, to dirtytackle at brainoi.co.uk. That's dirtytackle, all one word, at brainoi, B-R-A-I-N-E-Y-E, dot co.uk. That'll be our final whistle. No extra time and penalties for us. We may not have a quintuple, but we always get the job done in normal time. Until next week, I'm Samuel Green. Dirty Tackle has been co-written by Tom Field and we're representing FootballFanCast.com. <laughs>